Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with another episode, y'all. Look here, uh, Phil is still with me, and we're going to pick this uh, episode up right where we left off. I wanted him to start to tell us how and what that day was like when the, uh, his caseworker uh, realized that he had been telling the truth about the treatment in the home because he was telling uh, him and his brother were letting them know that the treatment wasn't right in the household, but they didn't believe him. And uh, I want him to share that with you so you can get a sense of, you know, how devastating that can be for the child as well as the caseworker when they discover that they had it wrong the whole time. Go ahead, Phil. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Well, Joe, at that time, mm-hmm. uh, there have been some issues now because uh, my brother, he wasn't rebelling, rebelling at home. Mm-hmm. But he was more so at school. Mm-hmm. I wasn't rebelling at school, but now I was rebelling at home because I'm, I'm 16, you know, and mm-hmm. I got a job, you know, so now I don't care. I don't need your little your money. You don't got to buy me no clothes. You don't got to buy me no food. You know, you can lock the refrigerator. That's on you. You make that just shows who you are. You're taking care of yeah, I'm, 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 I'm getting I'm grown. I'm getting How old were you? I was 16 at this time. Okay. So, but the social worker, the, the, the African-American social worker, the guy, he would come in. Now he's coming once a month because that's what's required at the private organization that he was coming from. Mm-hmm. And uh, he come once a month. He, we begin to talk, and I tell him, like, man, these people, ain't, they, they're not treating us right. They don't, you know, they come in and sit at this table and laughing, he, he, and ha, you know, like everything's great. But then I'm telling you, I'm, I had begun to tell him what was going on right there in front of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this guy ain't doing this. He, he, he won't take me to work, and it's 30 degrees outside. Uh, he won't buy me basketball shoes and, you know, he won't do this. They're not showing up to anything re- pertaining to school functions for us, whereas parents, require- I'm telling him all of these things that they're not doing. They get, they're getting this money. I see, I, by now, I done told them. I seen the check. I know mm-hmm. how much they get. Mm-hmm. They ain't spending it on us. I, I work. I do this. You know, I'm telling him everything. And he's looking at us like, and they're like, no, that's not going on. He's just being rebellious. He want to stay out all night. He wants to do this and like they're yeah, giving, they're giving him that that story, that narrative of the bad child. Yeah, it's they, not true. Yeah. Did they ever? Did you ever get punished when you got back home for saying those things in front of the uh, in front of them and the, to the caseworker? Well, they knew they couldn't punish me mm-hmm. because we had an incident mm-hmm. when one day you know I was I had you know come hey man you're not doing what you're supposed to do and they they pay now he knows that i know about the money the dad did mm-hmm. and i said man they're giving you all of this money you're not doing what you're supposed to do why ain't you buying me and my brother some clothes why you why your kid is getting the nintendos and he got every pair of jordans that is ever made mm-hmm. and they doing and you you i'm i gotta buy my little brother some shoes what is you why is, what's going on and he said well we, I'm, this is my house. If you don't like the way it is, then you get out. I said, but you got us in your house. You tell them people you don't want us here. That's right. I said, you tell them that. Why well, I got to make the decision to get out. Well, you going to listen to me? I said, listen, man, we need to come to an agreement because at this point, I'm grown. Ain't nothing you can tell me. That's nothing right. you can tell me. So mm-hmm. he gets all in my face, and I, I step to him, get in his face. That's right. And uh, he's like, so what you going to do? I said, I'm going to react to what you do. 
And he flinched at me. So when he flinched, I ducked and I grabbed a knife and I was about to stab him. Right. But then my brother screamed and was like, nah, don't do that. So I, I, I let it go. He called the police. The police come and uh, they sent me outside and they talked to me. It was like, man, you know, you're in a nice neighborhood. And, you know, it was, it was a white police officer. You're in a nice neighborhood and you can't be doing that. And they, these are your false appearance. And, they t- and I'm like, man, forget all that. Let me tell you what's going on. Right. And the police look at me. It's like, so what you want to do? Do you want to stay here or do you want to leave? I said, man, I play basketball. Uh, I'm good at school. I could deal with this. You know what I'm saying? I'm not right. worried about that. Right. Right. So... All of that, when I begin to like be bold in, in those meetings, mm-hmm. they stopped wanting to have those meetings, you know, one on, with all of us there. Mm-hmm. They wanted to have a meeting by themselves and then want him to have a meeting with us. So when he would get with them, they would debunk everything that we said. They would take the, the, uh, the, the chain off the refrigerator before he came there. They would try to pretend like they, they took my little brother and bought him some clothes, but none of the clothes... Like, it looked like they came from Goodwill. Mm. He was mad. He put them back in the bag and threw them in the garbage because none of them had no tag on it. They wasn't brand new. And, and I just told him, that you, this is what we do, what we're going to do. I'm going to take care of me. You leave me alone. I won't bother you. I ain't going to deal with you. You know, and that was the mm. re- arrangement that I had from 16 on where they just, you know, you leave me alone. So this man, did, the, the social worker didn't even believe that it had gotten that bad. And mm. we had been telling him every meeting, there was the same thing. They not feed and they not this to the point where I don't think he even cared to come out there anymore. He might come and just try to be cool and, and you know, and I'm like, man, this, uh, this is not what it is. And he was like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do I want to do? I'm in school. I can't just uplift. I'm a, you know, a junior in school. I'm on a basketball team, man. I can't just uplift and leave. So right. I, what, do you, what, what do you mean? What do I want to do? I don't got no choice but to stay here so I can finish this out. And he was like, well, you know, you guys got, can't keep getting in trouble. I was like, we're not getting in trouble. And then I let them know, here's the arrangement. They don't bother me. I don't bother them. I don't need them to feed me. I don't need them to buy me no clothes. I don't need them to do nothing. All I need is just a place to lay my head, yeah. shower, and that's it. That's the arrangement. I'll stay out of their way. They stay out of my way. And that was our arrangement from my junior year, all my junior year, and all my senior year. That was the arrangement. And from then on, it went well. It went well up until he actually came there one day, and he saw that chain on that refrigerator he saw the lock on there he actually the social worker saw it with his own eyes and he broke down crying because he said everything that y'all had been telling me Mm. everything y'all had been telling me was the truth what you want to do i am so sorry and it was a surprise visit so when the parents came home he was there and he said i should have y'all locked up right now for putting that chain on there. That's neglect. You can't do that. Take that chain off right now. What you, what, and he's looking because he's panicking. What do we want? What, 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 what should go on? What, and I was like, man, this is the arrangement. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. all right. Yeah. You know, you got to finally see mm-hmm. what we have been telling you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, what, what do you, it's, it's, a, it's, it's too late now. Right. You know, I'm in it. Yeah. So, so what, what type of work did those, did the, your foster parents do? What professions were they in? Uh, the mother was, she was in some type of corporate profession, uh, and she made great money. I, I, I saw her W-2. Her W-2 
said 77,000, mm. you know, and the dad worked for an energy company and his W-2 said 92,000. Mm-hmm. So they made great money and only had two kids and we all went to public school, you know, so they, they, they didn't really need the money for my brother and I. They didn't definitely spend it on us. So, mm. I mean, it wasn't like we was a burden, mm. you know. I mean, it was, there's so many things that, that you, you wouldn't think that the, the, the people from the South moving up would be this petty. They would complain about how much soap we used when mm. we showered. Or how long we were in the shower. You had a 10-minute span to, to even just be in the bathroom where you had to get out where they were shutting the water off. You know, it's like, you you going to take the time out to go shut the water off? Or you you could only be on the phone from till 8 o'clock at night. I'm in high school, and I could only be on the phone till 8 o'clock at night. And then I have a 10-minute limit on the phone. So I was like, you know, this is it's, it. I don't know what they were trying to develop in us, mm-hmm. but it developed resentment mm-hmm. in me towards them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to the point where they rarely saw me my junior and senior year, you know, to mm-hmm. where I, they just did. And by now, everybody at school knows who they are. Mm-hmm. They've been over there. They've treated my friends bad. They, they, Their parents know what's going on. Their parents trying to get us to live with them but then there's a whole problem other families that were trying to get us but they knew they couldn't because the whole process of the state is it's not as simple as people think they wanted them to take classes and do all of this by the time they got approved i would have been graduated yeah so and they were like well you could just move out and no not in minnesota there's no you're not just leaving you know if you leave you're considered a runaway and then you're gonna go through that whole process so yeah. It, it 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 wasn't. So tell me about you were telling me the other day about you and as you got older, um, I think that you had uh, graduated high school. You had gone to college. It was a relationship that you had gotten in where um, you you mistreated her. You know what I'm saying? It was something you were saying the other day about the relationship that you were in. Where now your first wife, your first wife. Yeah, That's yeah. What you were telling me about. So Tell me about that. moving forward now, understand that okay. this kid is has grown up, so he's grown distorted. Okay. So now I'm I didn't moved on. I'm I didn't graduate college. I graduated high school. I played college ball. Right. You know, I'm, I'm I've tasted success. I'm working at a, a very. Where'd you play college ball at? Uh, in, in Minnesota, Hamlin yeah. University. Good. Uh, I graduated with criminal justice and sociology, so mm-hmm. uh, it, it. I got to. I wouldn't even say release some things. I, I guess I had added things on. So now, my whole view of relationships is just just messed up. And I met this girl, who while I was in college, mm-hmm. and I I it was crazy because. I was still suffering from the things in in my childhood that foster home. I mean, there was even a bit of time where I had moved with someone, this Mm -hmm. other family, after I had got kicked out of the foster home when I graduated. They kicked me out immediately. Mm -hmm. Like, that almost to that day, they never showed up to my graduation. And I lived with this other family for a period of time, and Mm -hmm. it was all 
fake because I mean, there's that's a whole. My brothers remained there. Ironically, they began to treat him as a part of the family, in spite of me. But I had moved, I, you know, they took him on the vacations and mm-hmm. took him and began to, you know, treat him. But I'm, by now I'm, I'm headed to college. I, I don't need anything from them. Mm-hmm. And I live with this family in between the, the summer to, you know, and then the start of school. Uh, so now I'm in college and college is going well. And in my senior year, I meet this, this, this woman who had come from an a abusive relationship in Minnesota, she was from Minnesota, but she was in an abusive relationship, and she was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Or, or let me let me give you the term she used: call girl. Okay. So what's that mean to her? Yeah, in in my mind, right? <laughs> I don't think this. You know, I think this is somebody that that calls. You know, you people call and they she goes yeah. and and yeah. and just hang out. You know, I'm not thinking that this is just another way of being called a prostitute, the nice way of a yeah. prostitute. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, you're a call girl, okay. So I, we end up hitting it off and moving really fast, you know. Uh, and it was, it was kind of crazy because as her boyfriend, she was still a call girl in Minnesota. I mean, you allowed And this? I'm allowing this. Well, I'm not going to say it like, I don't believe you should be a 10 no matter what do. So you agreed to that. I agreed to it. I signed up mm. 100% to it. And I'm taking her to these calls. What? And, and, you know, like, she's in there for an hour, hour and a half or whatever. And I'm sitting in this car. But here's the thing. She had everything that I've always wanted. She had the nice car. She gave me the jewelry. She gave me the money. I mean, it was like, in my mind, oh, I'm on my way. I'm making it. it you know, like, but this is supposed to be my girlfriend. So I'm, I, I don't know. I, I can't even describe it, but I just got swallowed up into it. Mm-hmm. So when I graduated college, I got a good job, but I was still dating her. Mm-hmm. And she was still a call girl. Mm-hmm. And all I could see was the money. So mm-hmm. the distortion of a relationship is now sunken in because what I know as a husband and a wife or a boyfriend and a girlfriend looks nothing like the last three years of what I came from. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I had been around, you know, white people with their their husband, their wives there. I'm seeing how the husband so treats the wife. I saw healthy relationship and I am not in a healthy relationship. You knew you were not I knew I was not in a relationship, but it was fun. It was it was plentiful. It was bound I and here's the thing, it, it I cheated on her from day one. So I had her and I, I guess the fact that she was a call girl, I rationalized in my mind that it was okay for me to go and be with multiple women. Mm-hmm. So while she's doing her thing or while she's getting ready for five hours, I'm out doing whatever I want. You knew about what she was doing. I knew about what she, she did. Know. She did not know mm. about what I was doing. And I, I, because it was a nice car, and I mean, it was a really nice car, I was able to pick up women like almost instantly. And I wouldn't even say it was women. I could say it was, they were just older girls who probably were just as traumatized as I was so we can relate. 
and you know I could give her you know some weed and some drink and before you know we having sex and then I get back to her and it, if that was the routine what the whole time while I had a great job and then I developed these habits I began to like smoke weed like crazy I began to drink alcohol like crazy I, I developed this arrogance about myself to where I didn't respect not even myself let alone any authority figure I knew I graduated criminal justice so I know how the law work I would walk around with my chest poked out and I mean it was I had that I bought a new car and I mean it was it was I was so far gone from what I had just left those years before mm-hmm. to where I look again I'm looking completely different than what I just left. I've I've changed and evolved over this short period amount of time just by being with this one woman who was feeding me everything. I mean, my first gold chain came from her. Mm-hmm. My first set of rims came from her. My first diamond watch came from her. My first ring came from her. Did you love her? In my mind, I guess I love what she gave me. But I didn't love her enough to keep other men from being with her. I love the fact that because she could. Because it benefited you? It benefited me, and it, it, she brought the money. So it kept me from having to deal with being in that foster home or being abandoned by my mom. So, I mean, again, I'm living in this mask. Now I can put on a different mask. Mm-hmm. So, again, nobody can look at me and be like, Oh, that's a guy who came from college. Or now they're thinking that I'm really from the streets. They really believe that I'm from the streets by the way that I am and how I am with this woman. You think I'm from this. So I, 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 it, it, was, it was crazy. It, 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 I mean, that's the, I now I've just, I'm now living in another mask. I got, got this on. So if I tell people I'm from college, I got a college degree, nobody believes that because. You know, I got all of this. I look, I look like the drug dealer. I look like the pimp. I look like all of these things. So you switched from the mask of the suburbanite yeah. to the thug. To the thug mm. or the hustler or whatever you want to call it. I, I, I could fit right in with them. And I'm, I, I got two guns now. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm nowhere near that type of guy to where I need to be carrying two guns, but... That's what the role requires. That's so. what it, you wouldn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody would know that. You would think that, oh, because he's got this chain and he's that woman, and you know, oh, he's got a, he's got a gun. And yeah, I had a gun, but that's not that's not what's in me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm 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 a I'm still that Philip that's still trying to figure out how my mom did this to us. You know how she how so I just put on another mask and. This woman fed the mask, and that went on for over a decade. I mean, like, we were together 13 years. We built our first home together. You know, I, we, 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 we took our first trip out of the country together. There was a lot of firsts with this woman. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't love. It was just she was my adventurous partner. And the whole entire 13 years, I never was faithful because I didn't believe that I needed to be faithful. Growing up in Memphis, one but of the you didn't you never told her that you were not never faithful. told her at all. So I you knew it was wrong. Knew it was wrong. But you never, yeah, you never thought that you had a need or 
you, were, you, you had to be faithful. You didn't think you had to be. Joe, I, to be honest, I had justified that, that wrong by this, the fact that she, and was it, she was a call girl. And in Memphis, you know, growing up in Memphis, mm -hmm. I had heard that if you ain't got five girlfriends, you ain't no pimp. I heard that all my life. So all the men in my neighborhood growing up in Memphis, they all had multiple women. So mm -hmm. it, I didn't see any. any wrong you know, in that. Yeah. But going to the suburbs, I saw men with one woman mm -hmm. who had been with, you know, this one lady. They had. But that was also distorted when you were in the household, the foster home. Uh, and, and, and I have to say this. Uh, because the way I hear the story, you're in the foster home of these black parents. Yeah. You saw what I would characterize as, as pure wickedness towards you and your brother. Yeah, yeah. Until after you left, and then they accepted your brother. But then you go here to these uh, this other home, these white homes, Yeah. and you see a loving home, as far as you knew. Yeah. As far as you knew, they the husband was faithful to the wife, the wife faithful to the husband. They treated the kids well. They wanted well for the kids. Yeah. So you get this whole distortion going on with you. Uh, and I'm not trying to make this about race, but I, I said that I wanted to emphasize that for this reason. You know, sometimes we believe that the household uh, that we're in, if it matches the skin tone, that it's going to be the right thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to be treated right. And that's not necessarily so in all cases, right? Right. It should be about the best for what the child needs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not necessarily what color the child is. Now, I get it. I do get why people say that because you think you're talking about cultural aspects and things that, you know, the child needs to know. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. But more important than the culture, we need to make sure that these kids are being put in homes with people that are going to love them, yeah. who they are, yeah. no matter what they look like. Because, you know, one of the reasons I really wanted to do this show, bro, is because, you know, we got this thing going on in Tennessee with this DCS and all yeah. these kids are being left here and left here and all this and that. And the impact that it's going to have on them for years to come, like it has had yes, on yeah. you, uh, it's going to be devastating if they don't get the right kind of help. You know what I mean? But go ahead. My advice to... This DCS system in any state, mm -hmm. spend your resources on building up the parent because those children, 90% of night, I would even say there's some anomalies where this kid child may have been raped and all those, you know, that yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. take them away. And, yeah. But most of those children that are in the care of those other people want to be home with their parents regardless of what's going on in their home because it you can never get rid of that feeling of sitting in that window and waiting to see your mom walk through that door you will right. that or you it, it, it's sad to say because you expect to not have a dad mm. you expect that you expect to grow up in where i'm from to not have a dad and it was just normal to just not see a dad. So I can only speak as a, 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 a child that I didn't have a yearning for my dad because I didn't know him. So those children want to be with their mom, period. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a father there. I don't know. I can only talk about my experiences. Each and every one of my brothers and sisters, and there was eight of us, all wanted to be with our mom, regardless of 
how many weeks she disappeared. It, she it, it, all of that went away when she walked through that door. She could come through high. It didn't. I mean, we just it. You can't you can't take that away. And I get what the foster care system is trying to do, but you're failing. Yeah. You're 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 failing. You're you're creating more gang members than anything. You're creating more drug dealers than anything. You're creating more women who are going to sell their bodies than anything. You're not creating children that are going to grow up and be upstanding citizens and and going to love no you're going to create you create more hate than you guys can even imagine and this is coming from uh, a, an adult male who grew up in aged out of that foster care system you are creating more monsters than you can ever even imagine and they go and they have children and all that trauma falls right on that kid mm-hmm. now tell me and i appreciate you saying that too Tell me, um, after the relationship with your first wife, that lasted, what you say, 13, 13 years? 13 years. Okay. Uh, you're still distorted. Still distorted. What happened? Why did that relationship end? Well, during that period of time, now I, since I have this image of, and I got this mask on, uh, I begin to, to, to sell you know, drugs, and mm-hmm. I begin to traffic drugs mm-hmm. in I got caught, mm-hmm. and as I'm incarcerated, okay. uh, I like you know what I gotta, I gotta get back to what you know the Bible was saying. I gotta get, I gotta be a good because I one thing my mom took us, she took us to church. Mm-hmm. I was abandoned at a church, so I knew there was a God. I knew to pray. I knew about Jesus. So I, I'm in this place. I'm like, I'm praying, you know, Lord, clean my house. You know. Get me I, specifically I, pray I, for I'm, that. I'm praying for him Come to clean now. my house, clean my house while I'm right. incarcerated. And I only had to go away six months. The day I get out, she tells me I'm moving out. I'm gone. And she takes half of everything and leave me. Now, I we don't know about the she doesn't know about the infidelity because I haven't told her, you know, but the lifestyle that we had created where we're having threesomes with other women, you know, uh, she still was a, by now she's a stripper, you know, and she's doing a call girl. So it's just, it's not even really a marriage. It's, it's, we just together, but we're doing whatever pleases the, 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 the mind, whatever is pleasing. I'm drinking more. I'm smoking more. I mean, I remember there was one time where I, tried to kill myself you know what, I, I, what happened with that? it didn't even work I, I i took 15 hydrocodone pills and drank a fifth of hennessy and woke up the next day as if nothing happened what, what, what pushed you to that point you know it, it was there was nothing i could say that going on it was just i was tired like my i was just tired you know like I knew what I was living in that wasn't right, but it was all I knew because it was all that I had created. And it was so far from where I had come from to where I just felt like, I don't even, I don't know if anybody even loves me. Like I'm sitting here, I don't think my mom loved me, my brothers and sisters. I'm like, I've, I've created this whole narrative in my head that don't nobody love me so i tried to just i figured if that was gonna do it that was gonna do it you know like mm-hmm. i just go to sleep just just it if I, I won't wake up and i woke up the next day as if nothing happened mm-hmm. and 
it just now I'm still back with this lady and once I came in back once I got out of uh the workhouse she had left and I prayed for that but it was so painful it was the most painful thing that I have ever experienced in my life because mm-hmm. I didn't get the opportunity to do right I didn't get the opportunity to to redeem myself with her and treat her the way that she she was supposed to be treated or me just be the husband that I was supposed to be. I uh, I had failed and I had never experienced failure, so to speak, in my life because everything that I set my mind to, I had achieved it no matter what it was. You know, women, money, I, I had gotten it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to try to make this work and she left. And it just destroyed me. Like it was the most painful thing that I had ever experienced in my life. Okay, stop right there. We're going to pick it up on the next episode right there where you just stopped. You know what I'm saying? How that destroyed you. We're going to pick this episode up. Look here, y'all. Y'all stay tuned because this story is a compelling one. And I think that, you know, you're going to benefit from listening to it, right? You're going to benefit from it, right? So just stay tuned to this next episode. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace, y'all.